Welcome to the FML Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie, and I'm here to motivate, educate, and inspire you on all things fitness, mindset, and lifestyle. That is right, we are bringing a new meaning to those letters. I'm the owner and head coach of CamFit Training, where we help women live confident and empowered lives. Today, I'll be sharing some honest insight about what I've learned and I'm still learning in my own journey, as well as our CamFit fans, so that you can live empowered too. Hello, hello guys, and welcome back. First of all, I just want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in to my first ever episode and gave me all the love and support. Um, In all honesty, I was definitely nervous because that was a very vulnerable share, but the support and the response I got was unexpected and amazing. So I just wanted to start out by saying thank you for that. Today, I am here with Mr. Go Forth Fitness, aka Alex Esmail, aka my fiance. Well said. <laughs> that was good French. Thank you. The French lessons are working. Yes, I actually plan on being fluent by the end of the year. And by fluent, I mean able to speak to somebody at a restaurant. <laughs> you know, that's ambitious, but. It is. I believe in you. I've got the alphabet down. And as long as you can speak to someone at a restaurant, that's really all that matters because not being able to order food is a painful process. Yeah. But that would be embarrassing. Okay. Anyways. Moving on. Anyways, uh, Mrs. Camp Fit, Carrie Miser, soon to be wife, but fiance. Ooh. I did it. I said it American (laughs) version. But it's awesome to be here on episode number two. And I'm ready to dive in. So today we're going to be answering five awesome questions straight from my Instagram friends. And they're really great questions. They're very deep. We're going to be talking about how we cope with anxiety. We're going to be talking about our career ambitions. We're going to be talking about our relationship. So we're going to dive right in. But before we do that, I want to share that by the time this podcast is releasing, CamFit Training will be wrapping up enrollment for our Fit for Life training launching in June. So if you don't follow me on Instagram and you haven't seen me post all about this like a million times, this is my signature 14-week training. This training program is pretty much my baby at this point. I have been developing this and perfecting this for the past two years and it is designed to help women achieve a stronger, more toned physique, a long-term healthy relationship with food. This is not a fad diet. This is all real food, sustainable habits. I'm very, very big on making the process realistic and sustainable so that when you're no longer working with us, you just don't skip a beat. So small tangent anyway, healthy relationship with food a positive and more confident mindset, lots of mindset shifting throughout this training, and more productive daily habits so that you can get shit done. In order to get the most out of this training, you will need to be able and willing to prepare at least 70% of your own food, have gym access and be ready to get in there four to five times a week, Um, have beginner to moderate experience with weight training, with healthy eating, you really don't need a lot of experience to join this program. It is meant for beginner to moderate levels of experience. 
And you really just have to be willing to commit to a new lifestyle. And that's what it's all about, right? So if you don't exactly fit into what I just described, but you're still interested in training, that is exactly why we do one-on-one -on -one coaching where everything is fully customized to you and what you need it to be. So if either of those just resonated with you, the way to apply is to go straight to my Instagram, camfit, K-A-M-F-I-T-T, and the link in my bio has a link for the Fit for Life application and one-on-one -on -one coaching application. Once you fill that out, we'll get back to you within 24 hours and we will go from there. So come grow with us, come change your life with us. We would love to have you as part of the CamFit fam. So let's get to these questions. Question number one, how did you two meet? And Alex, I'm going to let you share the story. Teehee. Why did I know this was going to fall on me? Because <laughs> I want to hear your rendition of it. <clears throat> <laughs> so, if I recall correctly, we had a friend in common. And I think we both knew that we had this friend in common. So, I like I knew that I could get to you through this friend. And so, eventually, we were both at the gym working out at the same time and I decided to introduce myself. So I came up and I said, Hey, you're Carrie, right? And then and you shook my hand and then I shook your hand like a nice man. <clears throat> and then we followed up via Instagram. You could just say you it. followed I up <laughs> via Instagram. I slid Very... in the DMs. <laughs> she slid. I did. You did. I know what I want. I'm about to go back after this conversation and go look at this. We've done that. So <laughs> and many times. so um, after that, we got together and we worked out. It's so stereotypical, but it's it so is, predictable. It's the truth. We both. It was like, hey, you want to catch a workout? I knew that. Okay, her lifestyle is somewhat aligned to mine, and then we went to sushi. We had and, good conversation. Yeah, I remember it was really cold. And I was wearing one of those like gym bro tank tops and it was cold up in that. It was cold. For a second I thought you were going to say, I gave you my jacket. No. But that never happened. It was just both of us being cold and you no. were in it. We were both cold. It was a great conversation. We talked about audiobooks and podcasts and books and mm -hmm. fitness and ambition and faith and all of the things that are important to both of us. Mm -hmm. And it was a great first date. Wow. It was good. Not to be weird, but I definitely had like strong intuition. First of all, going into that mm -hmm. date. <laughs> she had intuition. And leaving that date. It wasn't like the like the thought like Oh my god, he's the one. It was just like a very deep feeling of like comfort, peace, clarity. And I was like, this feels good. I'm going to keep going with this. Mm. And here we are, planning our wedding. So, it all worked out. Question number two is... How do we hold each other accountable to our healthy lifestyles? That's a good one. That is a great question because we all know that approaching health and fitness with your partner is not easily gracefully done. It hey can... babe, 
I really think uh, I think we should work out more. We should work out more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then she goes, that what do you That always goes well. You, we know how it goes. So, <laughs> so obviously, it is a little bit easier for us because we shared that common interest before we were together. But when it comes to holding each other accountable, which we still have to do for our mental, mental, man, our mental and physical health. Um, That's a good new word. <laughs> mental. I've actually Combining said that many times. Combining the mental times. and physical. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, we do hold each other accountable a lot, but we don't really do it directly. It's more of planning and agreeing on when we're going to have comfort meals, when we're going to have days off from the gym, when we're going to go really hard, when we're going to be dedicated, when we're going to go through a cut. We usually go through those seasons together because we know how powerful it is to have two people working together and holding each other accountable. Yeah. So I think a really good example of that was like today. Tonight I felt tired. I felt pretty exhausted. Honestly, we've been traveling over the past 10 days, not sleeping well, um, not exercising as much, eating kind of food ad hoc, like no plan. And we know what that leads to. All those things compound. I was like, I'm getting sick today and decided not to go to the gym. Well, took an hour nap, woke up, feel awesome. And I feel like the accountability that we have has put me in a place where now I felt the need to say, hey, but I'm going to go tomorrow. Right. Like I knew that even though you weren't going to check up on me, I have developed a reflex to say, hey, just want to let you know, didn't go today, but mm-hmm. I planned this time in my schedule to go tomorrow. And it's not what I usually go. I usually go around 6.30 p.m. But tomorrow, given the other priorities I have, I got to go in the morning, letting you know I'm going to be up at 5 and out of here. Right. Like, Setting that, the expectation. That is what long-term accountability sets you up for. It's not like, it's never malicious, but it's, and it's encouraging. Never, it's not like me asking, like, so when, when are you going to make up this gym session? Or, like, we don't follow up with each other like that and hold each other accountable like that. We're both proactive. In the communication, that is big. And we ask for accountability when we need it. Like, if I have a photo shoot coming up in two weeks, <laughs> which I do... And I'm like, I'm sticking to my macros. Yeah, I, I've got it covered, but I will communicate, hey, please don't like tempt me with pizza or McDonald's. Alex's favorite. Extra, more than unplanned for these next couple weeks, okay? So setting the expectation, because when you communicate and you set the expectation, that creates a ground for open accountability around that. Like, I'm letting you know that like I am allowing you to be on my case if I'm not sticking to exactly. this. Exactly. So question number three. Question number is, three. What are your five to ten year career goals? Thank you for asking this. Ooh, that is another great question. Whoever's coming up one. with these questions. I know. Ones. I really meant to add the names and Instagram doesn't let you go back to the question box and look at them once it's expired. So I missed the names, but next time I will be better. Y'all ask some great questions. So Alex, what is your answer to this question? I have a couple answers to this question, but really when I think about the future in general, I think more of 
what type of person do I want to be? Like, mm. who am I going to be? And in order to be that person, what do I need to do? So my career, I don't feel is going to be linear, like over the next five to 10 years. There are a lot of things that pique my curiosity. There are a lot of things that I'm interested in and I'm good at different things. So for example, for me, my full-time job is in cybersecurity software sales. I love selling. I love the sales process. I love uh, solving problems. I love bringing value. I love understanding businesses. I love everything about that. But guess what? I'm also very interested in investing in business and real estate. I'm also passionate, deeply, deeply passionate with fitness coaching and helping others improve their lives through that. So all of these different things help me amount to the person that I want to be. And I don't necessarily know what that's going to look like over the next five to 10 years, but I have a very clear picture of who I want to be by then. Mm -hmm. And that's what matters. Yeah. So not the typical answer, but it's It's, honest. It's, but I feel like it's better to give yourself room and space to grow freely instead of saying okay i'm on this path and this is where i'm going to be in two years five years ten years yeah like look at everybody look at all of the assuming everyone wants to be very successful look at all of the very successful people man they've done (laughs) they've done a lot of different things and they've shifted made changes they've learned they really ate shit over and over and over mm-hmm. and eventually they got to where they are into who they are and a lot of different things shaped that absolutely and again i think it's great that you're not putting yourself in a box and being too i don't know if the word's restrictive but restrictive on what those goals are um so it's going to be great either way alex has insane work ethic and He's very passionate, and those two things together are a lethal combination, and he'll be successful in literally anything you choose to do. And I believe that wholeheartedly, not trying to just be corny (laughs) right now. Um, (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. On my end, my five to 10 year career goals, all I'm gonna say is that I am on a mission to grow a team of women who are on the same mission as me, which is empowering other women by helping them master their fitness mindset and lifestyle. So I plan on growing a team. And really, I don't know exactly what the fine details are gonna look like. I don't need to know the fine details. I am very flexible. I will take turns along the way as needed. And above all else, I just really want to be the person women go to whenever they are ready to radically change their lives and thrive in all areas of their health. I want to be the first person that comes to their mind. So to sum it up, I am in this for the long haul. This is my passion. This is my long-term career, and I'm going to see where it takes me. So that's that. Question number four. Oh, this is a, this is a good one. I was looking forward to this one. Do you experience severe anxiety? And if so, how do you cope? So we're gonna share how we try and prevent feeling anxious and then also how we cope because those are two completely different things. Yeah, so I agree. So go for it. I agree. And also, I think there's a big difference between anxiety 
in having anxious thoughts. I think mm. few people have true anxiety, but everyone has anxious thoughts, mm -hmm. myself included. I don't think I have anxiety. I've seen people who have true anxiety and it's way more intense than anything I experienced, but mm -hmm. how do I cope with anxious thoughts? Like Carrie said, there's a huge difference between preventing and coping anxious thoughts. Eventually, after a lot of coping, I start to realize, okay, let's prevent this so we don't have to cope anymore. But when I am coping, my go-to is always exercise and uh, music. Like, it's so standard, and I know a lot of people are going to be able to relate, but... What kind man, of music? Uh, hard rock, heavy metal, um, house music every now and again, but definitely metal is the go-to. <laughs> it's kind of unconventional, but I've grown up, my dad listened to rock, my uncles kind of introduced me to metal music, and it's just been like a source of escape for me. And it's funny how we, our brains associate things. Like if I'm lifting and I'm listening to metal music, it's like the perfect combo. <laughs> it's like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> That's a bad analogy. But truthfully, it is. And so those are probably the two favorite ways for me to cope with anxiety. Now, if I'm listening to hard rock, my body's going to chem like physically react. In what from way? A from a hormone standpoint. Like, so you just it's start gonna release testosterone when you it's hear gonna, metal? No, it's going to release <laughs> serotonin because yeah, I've true. listened to metal music so often while I'm training mm -hmm. that... What naturally happens when you're training is the production of serotonin is now associated with listening to music. Now I listen to music, produce serotonin. So anyways, kind of a tangent there, but those are probably the two favorite ways for me to cope with okay. anxious thoughts. So how do you prevent? How do I prevent? I have to plan. I know that if I don't have a game plan, even if it's not the perfect one, if I don't have somewhat of a preliminary plan, I get very anxious. Mm -hmm. I have attention disorder and it is it will take over. And if I don't have a plan to like give me some guidelines, I'm gonna be bouncing all over the place and not be productive at all. So a plan keeps me on track and like some small goals, like even <laughs> hour by hour at this point. I'm like, all right, I need to get this done, and that done, and that done, is what keeps me in line and keeps me from getting anxious. Mm -hmm. I love that we're both answering these questions because as you're talking, and we didn't talk about our answers before we got on here, so as he's answering these, I'm like, wow, our answers are so different. <laughs> so for me, coping... Um, I gave this answer a lot of thought because I wanted it to be crystal clear and bring some value to those listening because I know we all struggle with anxious thoughts, at least, if not true clinical anxiety. So what's helped me cope is basically a three-step method, which is release, relax, reflect. So when my anxious thoughts and feelings get out of control, the first thing that I go to is to release those thoughts and those emotions in some way. So most of the time that's talking to Alex and just airing things out or one of my close friends or my mom. 
I mean, you can't go wrong talking to your mom about those things. Floodgates are open. So either talking to somebody, creating a safe space to have that conversation or writing it all out on paper, if that's something that you do and you enjoy. I am a huge journaler. We'll get to that in a second. Um, writing things out it can be spiritual. You can meditate, you can pray. Really just finding a way to release what's going on inside your head because it's not doing you any good to just keep it stuffed up in there. It's just like a vortex and it's gotta go somewhere. You gotta release it. So first prioritizing that. And then the second thing is relax. So for me, that's usually, if possible, getting into the sunlight. First of all, putting my phone away, getting off of the screens, disconnecting, because we all know that technology and social media makes us way more anxious in general. So really disconnecting from that and putting myself in a safe, relaxing, comforting space. So right now in my life, that would look like going out on the lake at the gym to paddleboard and lay in the sun and be truly disconnected or just go to the park and sit outside, take Piper for a walk. Um, if Alex is available, sometimes we'll go do something together. But honestly, when it comes to this time, it's usually better for me to do that alone. I can kind of process with more clarity at that point. So finding that safe space to relax. And then third step, reflecting. So this is where, for me, the journaling comes in heavily. And I'm actually, as I was thinking about this topic, I'm considering doing a whole podcast episode on journaling because I am like an avid journaler. I do it every single morning. I have the vast majority of my clients practice journaling and we have a lot of methods inside of that for it to be effective and to really, again, air out your thoughts and emotions. And so sometimes I'll make a list of what I like to call control the controllable, which is listing out 10 things in detail that I am in full control of in my life. And that kind of helps me basically just come back down to earth and reality and be like, okay, yeah, I'm in control of all the things making me anxious right now. So that's helpful. I will uh, create a stress map when I'm feeling super overwhelmed so that I can literally visually see everything that's stressing me out from the top to the bottom. And I can go through, look at those statements, redefine them, look at them in a positive light and just do a lot of mindset shifting. So like I said, I'll do another podcast episode on journaling because there's so many different um, examples that I could give you guys, but that's typically how I reflect and gain some clarity and shift my mindset towards whatever's going on in my life at that time. As far as preventing anxious thoughts and feelings, um, exercise, of course, eating healthy, nutrient-dense foods, being very adamant about a morning routine, getting my mindset right, taking the time to practice gratitude, affirmations, prayer, meditation, all of those things, read something that's inspiring and educational and uplifting first thing in the morning, and with that, being very strict about screen time. We have a tight rule in our home that the first hour of the day and the last hour of the day, there is no phone, there is no social media, there is nothing to really throw your mind off course when it should be either unwinding or turning on for the day. 
Those are two very important times of the day that you wanna make sure your headspace is as peaceful and positive and productive as possible. So all of those things really come together very nicely to encompass your mental health, your physical health, and I can honestly say if I didn't practice all of those things on a very regular, consistent basis, I would be a way more anxious person. So like I said, very different answer from Alex, which I think is great because we're able to offer two completely different perspectives to y'all. So that is how we deal with anxious thoughts and feelings. Question number five, the last question before we get to trivia, which I forgot to mention earlier. The last question. (laughs) How have fitness lessons become life lessons? I saved this one for last because this is the best question ever. It is so relevant. There are so many lessons and values that you can take straight out of your fitness journey and apply them to all areas of life. So Yeah. There are a lot, but we're only going to talk... I'm going to only talk about three, I think. And I'll make them fast. One is delayed gratification. You're not going to get results immediately. You need to do that same thing over and over and over again for a long period of time before seeing the results that you want to see. So with that is consistency. You can do it for eight years, but be super inconsistent and not see results. And the third one is ownership. Like at the end of the day, we're both fitness coaches, but we both know that we can't do the work for our client. Like at the end of the day, the client is the one who's going to have to put in the work. They're going to have to show up. They're going to have to take initiative. They're going to have to have internal deep-rooted willpower to make this happen. And it starts with them. We can help accelerate that process and help them aim the cannon before they shoot and help them walk alongside them, but we can't walk for them. So that whole idea of ownership and that at the end of the day, it's on me if I want to make something happen is probably the biggest lesson I've taken away that's applicable to all areas of life that you learn throughout your fitness journey. That's good. Those are great. My biggest one is definitely the fact that failure is part of success. At first, when I thought that thought, it went like failure leads to success. And then I corrected myself and I said, no, failure is an inevitable part of success. There is no way around it. And you really don't even have to call it failure. You can just call it learning curves, calling it steps, um, whatever you want to call it. But in the fitness world, when we train, and my clients (laughs) know this all too well, when you do an exercise until failure, that is a huge win. When you go past failure and you can no longer complete a rep without losing your form, that means that you just really pushed yourself and that you're going to see change and progress and results because of that. So fitness has taught me that failure is a good thing. It gets you where you're going. The next one is kind of what Alex said about consistency. I like how you said you can do something for eight years on and off without consistency and see no results. Mm -hmm. But if you do something for eight years with consistency, 
that's like absolutely transformational and life-changing yeah, no matter that's what you're doing so consistency and valuing the small steps and the small decisions that feel like nothing in the moment but when you look back it's the 100 small steps that created your progress not one giant leap and then the last thing would be the power of finding your balance and moderation and if you know me and you know what i'm about it's everything realistic sustainable everything in moderation so choosing the slow and steady and consistent rate instead of the zero to 100 yo-yoing back and forth is going to get you much much further so that pretty much wraps it up for our questions and now we're gonna play trivia so this is something that i'm going to do on every podcast episode so before i record i'm going to post either true or false or multiple choice questions about the topic that i plan on talking about in that podcast on instagram I'm going to hey. allow people to answer and then answer them on here. Obviously, this week's topic was Alex and I. So the first question was, what sport did Alex play in high school? A, swim, B, rugby, C, both. And they guessed both. Good guess. That's <laughs> correct. I actually injured my shoulder, so I had to chill off of the swimming because I was swimming a lot. I was swimming like... 10 to 12 hours a week. And then I decided it'd be a good idea to play rugby after I With injured my shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't anything that I guess impact could, would affect that much once it was healed. So, so why not get beat up? No. Anyways. Anyways. Good guess cool. guys. That's cool. For those of you who guessed both <laughs> correct answer. Next question. What sports did Carrie play in high school? Track, soccer, or both? Everyone guessed track because y'all paid attention in the last in the last podcast. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's actually both. Nice. I played soccer until I moved to Florida, which was I played for my freshman sophomore year, and then when I got here, I just did track for my junior year, and I was a pole vaulter, which is something I like to throw in because it's super random. Next question: What is Carrie's favorite comfort meal? We call them comfort meals, not cheat meals for a reason. I have an Instagram post somewhere about that. <laughs> Five guys, pizza or fried chicken? Everybody guessed pizza. The answer currently, and of course this changes season to season, but right now it's Five Guys. Same. Love I Five love, Guys. Best <laughs> you just gave away the burger, next question. <laughs> yeah. Best burger chain out there. Oh yeah. For sure. Hands down. So that was the next question. <laughs> and you know the answer to that. We love Five Guys. Next question, what is both Carrie and Alex's favorite lift? Squats, deadlifts, or overhead press? They guessed deadlifts because they know us so well. Deadlifts for sure. Yes, 100%. If you have never deadlifted your stress away, highly recommend. Yeah, highly recommend. It's a good, I like it for several reasons, but I mean, it's a great, functional exercise probably one of the most functional exercises there is there right like yeah really really things good off for the floor. your entire body mm -hmm. and it works half of your body like your entire posterior chain from really your ankles up to your neck mm -hmm. it's fun you can lift really heavy and uh it's one of those exercises you want to be able to do for the rest of your life yeah very functional um and i actually read something recently that a lot of people think that deadlifting is just pulling movement 
-hmm. because you know you're using your back your upper body your posterior chain to pull the weight off the ground but it's actually push and pull because there's the pull side and then you're also pushing off the ground with your feet Mm. which i never thought of i just heard that recently it's like a hinge movement your hip or hinging forward but you're right you when you're especially at the bottom of your lift you're focusing on all right press off the ground Mm -hmm. so you're lifting with your legs before you pull yeah with your hips and your back yeah we are um big deadlift Deadlift fanatics (laughs) (laughs) next podcast on deadlifts next question oh this is a good one where are we having our wedding haha well so far you tell them the options are saint augustine where we're from kind of not from from but where we just moved from austin or an international destination. Y'all guessed St. Augustine. The answer is actually international destination. We are getting married in France in the town that Alex grew up in next spring. And we haven't done a ton of planning yet, but we're getting there. We're working on it and it's tough with COVID and that COVID is still, um, on a different level yeah, it's in France. A, yeah, I mean, it's a roadblock for anything international right yeah. now. But it's going to happen, and it's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be amazing. We're so excited. And that leads us to our next question. Where was Alex born and raised? Paris, France? Dijon, France? Or Sao Paulo, Brazil? And... What do people guess? Dijon. Nice guess. <laughs> Just like the mustard... That's how people usually say this. Just like the mustard? Yep, just like the mustard. Although the mustard that you get is probably from Kansas or uh, Canada. But, yep, born and raised in Dijon, France. So. Lived there for 18 years and then moved to the U.S. in 2013. So I guess now would be a good time for you to explain why you don't have a French accent. I don't have a French accent because my mom actually spoke English to us as a first language growing up. My mom's American. And this is just always how I learned English. I didn't learn French then English. I learned English and French at the Mm -hmm. same time. So you've lived in the U.S. for, what, eight years now? Eight years. Wow. Still live there more time than I did in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So it's still home. Mm -hmm. Always will be. Last question. I don't even think I told you I put this question in there. How many kids do we want? A, one to two. B, three to four. C, no plan. No plan. (laughs) Definitely no plan. I was really hoping we had the same answer there, which I knew we did. Um, Y'all guessed no plan, and you were right. Because that's one of those things I feel like it's better to just... Play by ear. Play by ear, let it flow, let it be what it's going to be. And that wraps up today's trivia. So, like I said, I'm going to do that every podcast. So, come play on Instagram and stay tuned for the next one. Alex, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, (laughs) Campit fam. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. And if anything in this podcast really clicked and resonated with you, please do not hesitate to reach out and share that with me. I would love to have a conversation with you and connect. So shoot me a DM, repost, share. If you do, make sure you tag me 
and I will see you on the next episode of the FML podcast.